Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is the enigmatic Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. And for today, it's actually kind of a, a special episode. We have with us a special guest. This is a gentleman who Dwaylon and I actually knew in high school. We're close friends with him. His name is Chris Ahonen. But there are millions of people, literally millions of people, who know him on TikTok as underscore big fat, two Gs, two Ts, underscore the man has over a million followers on tiktok and to me and Jwaylen, we just know him as our friend but to us that is absolutely amazing how you doing chris i'm doing pretty good just for record i don't know either one of these two guys (laughs) 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 i have known these guys longer than i've known most people these are two good guys right here and we consider ourselves very fortunate to have chris on our program what do you think and i appreciate that guys you know, so one of the reasons we want to have Chris on here is because we want to discuss social media and how it actually relates to professional wrestling. You know, some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly. Just we just want to be real about this because there actually have been some opinions about social media. Some like it, some don't. And we're just going to throw our opinion into the mix. But Chris, tell us about your background. How did you actually get into your TikTok account? Because I know you told me the story earlier, and I think it's pretty interesting and pretty funny. It was, it was all my son's fault, actually. Um, it, I didn't know what TikTok was. I knew sitting in front of my TV, watching the news, whatever. And I would hear my son, I would hear like movie clips playing from the bathroom down the hall. And I'm like, why am I hearing Kevin Hart scream about a backpack? You know, you don't get water in a backpack. Everybody knows that. And finally, he come out and said, what are you doing back there for like hours on his dad shoot TikToks? I said, what's a TikTok? He's TikTok. I said, what's a TikTok? <laughs> so he started, started showing me. I mean, it was cute, you know. And then finally one day, I guess I got brave enough, him and his little girlfriend, and uh, they said, we want you to TikTok in here in the living room. I'm like, well, make it quick, Scooter. I got stuff to do. And I decided that, you know, just my personality, I'm going to insert something funny in everything that happens around me. I mean, funerals included i'm not shy um but they started to do this baby shark dance thing and when they did i just slid through it i had my hair pulled up in a, in a baby ponytail top of my head had my shirt pulled up from the bottom tucked in the top like a bikini top and just kind of they said baby shark and i just slid through going dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and it went viral overnight <laughs> So it had like a million point four views the next morning when we got up and uh, dad just started invading his TikTok from there. And from then on, I just kind of branched out and did my own. And uh, next thing you know, I'm sitting here with over a million followers and viral in five countries and I've never left my living room. So I think it's kind of cool. That's awesome, man. It's it's very different. I'll tell you that. So... Uh, besides the social media part, what is your actual opinion of some of the current wrestling uh, goings on? Like, you know, like the WWE being what they're being, where Dwayne and I, we think they're on the verge of selling, and then AEW making a very quick rise up. AEW's got everything to gain because everything that the WWE is failing at or doing away with, they're picking, they've got great pickings for whatever they want. So the balls in their court do whatever they want to do WWE. I don't, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard anything about selling. I don't keep up with it that much, but they're, 
they're up to something because it's suffering. I mean, it really is. And Corona, yeah. Corona did not help. Of course, everybody's got to tighten their belts. So I can see why, you know, we're maybe letting, letting go of some of these, you know, bigger contracts and stuff like that, because that's what they did back in the WCW days when WCW started scooping up everybody. It's because Vince, he just had to, he had to tighten, tighten his belt a little bit and let go of some of the bigger contracts. Just say, if you've done anything with any research on Bret Hart, that's exactly what happened with him. Yeah, so, Bret had a 20-year contract, and then oh, yeah. Vince knew he couldn't honor it, so he tried to get Bret to renegotiate, and Bret's basically like, no, He's like, uh-huh, I, girlfriend. I signed a deal for this, <laughs> this amount of money, so I need you to honor this. So right. we know where it went from there. I, I think Vince is also doing a, a same play from that playbook. I mean, it's the same situation now, except the, 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 the reason why has changed. So yeah. I mean, when you, when you try to keep that going and you're just doing the shows, you know, in one arena with no crowd, you're not generating any revenue whatsoever. So yeah, your ratings are going to suffer because you just don't get that pop when there's a right. live crowd. So that's just my thoughts, but who am I? <laughs> What's crazy though, Steve and I have talked about this before, is like Vince, Vince was the only promoter during the pandemic, during like the height of the pandemic when they couldn't run house shows yeah. or even have fans in the studios. Vince is the, was the only one that were that was letting people go. It, even the smaller, like even like Ring of Honor and Impact and places like that. We're still keeping people under contract, right? And but you got you have to think about the overhead, though. That's Vince true. Had a, Vince had a huge overhead at the time. Yeah, I, because I mean, a lot ahead. of that because he he just he stockpiled wrestlers to keep the competition from having them. Yeah, and then got to a point where it was like, I can't pay all these people and keep making money. Right. And as I, I was talking to Steve earlier, I truly feel that they'll have a small range contract and by WrestleMania, which is Vince's trick, is he always brings people back. Yeah. So I think some of these people that have left, I think he'll use as a pop, just like he just did with, uh, uh, what's his name, at SummerSlam. Brock. Brock, yeah. So I think that's probably a, a good That'll be a good telltale sign. If if nothing changes with WWE uh, by April, I think that's what's going to happen. He's got to do something to right the ship. Yeah. So, Chris, what do you think the effect of social media is on wrestling? You know, just your opinion. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. You look at local markets, all they've got, all they do is go around and put up flyers. It's all word of mouth. Now you can take and go to a, a cell phone. And with a few quick punches, you can broadcast everything you're doing all over the world. Uh, YouTube started, you know, pretty much, I think, started that with the fact that things you couldn't see or didn't know about, you could find out on YouTube. So uh, it's bitten some people in the butts, like uh, Instagram and and stuff like that, because, you know, they, they end up saying something they're not supposed to say or they, they give too much reality but um, there's, I think it's opened up a whole new highway for people to keep up with their favorite wrestler, so to speak. Um, if they have a TikTok, if they have a Facebook or an Instagram, I know I, I follow several on Instagram and TikTok. So I do too. I follow a lot on Twitter, just like um, 
last night, uh, John Moxley won the uh, game-changing wrestling world title. Uh, he showed up unannounced in Chicago and beat really? Matt Cordona, used to be Zack Ryder. Yeah. Beat him for the title. I wouldn't, you know, before Twitter, I saw the whole clip on Twitter before that, you know, we never would have known what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Which way back in the way back in the day, that was kind of it was kind of a good thing for wrestling. It was yeah. good and bad because people could travel to other to um, other territories and win the title and leave. And then they would just have to come back to defend titles and do things like that. Uh, right. people where they were doing promotion jumping all the time. And see now. It, like I said, the, the dark side is you don't really have to get a pay-per-view anymore. You don't have to do, if you're patient, you can watch the whole, pretty much the whole thing on YouTube the next day or get a rundown or things like that. So, I mean, it's good and bad. I think it's good because the wrestlers can be more personable and market themselves outside of the company. Um, they can build their own brand. Lana has been huge in that, trying yeah. to build her own brand. You know, because she is more than TikTok. Right. And I was actually watching something earlier uh, when doing my research on this. By the way, every time we do a podcast, Chris, and I've told you, Waylon, this, I feel like I'm back in college again doing research for papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but one of the things I found out, and I just something that just totally caught me off guard, it was saying a lot of the wrestlers, because they, they have their own social media accounts, they have both like the company social media account and their own personal accounts. But yes. part of, yeah. Part of that was because of, <laughs> of what, what went down between Zelina Vega and Vince McMahon back in the fall. And now she's back with the company again, which is, wild but man there's always a door open there is always a door open yeah but she came back to the company as her husband was walking out the door yeah um but but one of the things they, they pointed out was okay all these wrestlers now they're getting all this publicity and they're getting all, all this exposure th through social media and so sometimes they're doing things to the ring to try to get more social media exposure rather than the, you know using the social media exposure to get people to watch them in the ring and so they're doing all this crazy stuff in the ring that's why you're seeing all these canadian destroyers that's where you're seeing a lot of these like ridiculous aerial moves and, and Dwayne, how many times have we seen like the clips you send them to me i send them to you where people are just doing almost suicidal type stuff in the ring oh yeah and seriously injured in themselves but at the same time they know that that clip is going to get you know a million two million three million views and that's, that's, that's money. Like, yeah. Right. But that's money right there. Right. But if some of the clips that me and Steve have shared, it's like you're putting you're putting your your health at risk to get these views. And it's like mm -hmm. that's that's the that's the bad part about it is because if some of them chase that spotlight at the detriment of their own career. Absolutely. It's like that boy, uh, that, that fella from uh, Paducah, Ricochet. Ricochet, yeah. Man, that guy is unbelievable. I know. The stuff he's able to do is just amazing. And like yeah, he, him and what's, what's his name? Um, oh, Johnny, what's his name? Just came back. Um, um, you know, John. Marson, yes. The, the couple of matches he had with him where he did those those jumps from the top rope to the wall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was unbelievable. Yes. I've watched Ricochet since like um, 
I first saw him in Lucha Underground. He was he wore a mask. He was called Prince Puma, and mm-hmm. he was doing like amazing stuff. It reminded me a lot of like young Rey Mysterio, just that type of stuff where it's like stuff you'd never seen before. Yeah. And he just amazes me every time I, you know, I yeah, he's he's, un, he's unbelievable. And from right down the road from where all three of us grew up too. Yep. So, yeah, fact, I think about an hour down the road. Uh, actually, I think even closer um, than that for Dwayne now. Yeah, because I live in West Paducah, so like, yeah, he's... Well, you're a yeah, hometown boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Chris, I mean, now thinking about that because all these wrestlers they're using it to almost get ex- they're using their stuff in the ring to get their exposure on social media. But mm-hmm. do you think that's an effective use use of it? And which do you think would be better for the, for the wrestlers? Do you think they would be better off using it as a work? You know, because some of them do it in character or as a mm-hmm. shoot. Because I mean, I've seen both where there's some of the wrestlers. I mean, they've actually gotten into I guess flame wars, Twitter wars with other wrestlers. And you after a while, you're like, oh, this isn't part of the storyline. This is you know somebody. I, fighting. I, but, I almost wonder if it's not though. I almost wonder if it's not a work. Because, you know, when especially I mean, my guess would be if they're showing it on the show or, if it, you know, I think it's, that's a lot of a work, possibly. Yeah, if they're showing and that's always been kind of something else that Joy and I have said. Well, wait a minute. They're kind of showing this and they happen that they just happen to have the cameras on it. OK, that's got to be a work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Often, yeah. You got other times where they may have a press release about it, but they don't show it. They just basically like, yes, we have addressed this issue between these two and it's settled. And. You know, Vince, it still may, it still may be a work. He might, well, Vince may turn it into a work shoot where he'll take a real life situation and turn it into a storyline. Cause Dwayne and I, we actually talked about this, what, a week ago? Yeah. Uh, talking about personal yeah. feuds and all of a sudden they get turned mm-hmm. into real life stuff like between mm-hmm. Edge and Matt Hardy over Lita. And yeah, he made a whole storyline out of that. Yep. And it didn't end correctly. It just ended. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I mean, just, that's just part of Vince's dementia, honestly. So. <laughs> I'll say it again, Joylan. I said the real life bad guy won in that feud, and that's not yeah. how it's done. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it could be a double edged sword, honestly. But I think that's what the world has come to with the old Twitterverse and and all social media. Because you think about it, back in the day. You used to get the, the girls would they would try to have wardrobe malfunctions, honest to goodness, to yeah. get to get that little buzz going. Or, you know, and people yeah. like, well, I want to watch to see if it happens again, or do 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 And you don't hear about that much anymore. I just ran across a clip of uh uh Charlotte Flair uh in a heck of a match, and I, I don't guess it was televised, I don't remember. Her top came undone and she finished the last five minutes of the match holding her top in place. I remember that match. I can't remember who she was wrestling, but I know exactly what the wannabe superhero or whatever. Oh, Nikki Ash. I think it was was her. Yeah. But yeah, it's become so commonplace now. It's not a surprise that you don't run across those clips anymore because social media is such a huge part of the world, period. I mean, I haven't gotten a chance to track down and speak to either one of y'all in what, 20 years? But yet, Uh, the one. I say the last time I saw you, Chris. Well, actually, it was ten years ago at the at the twenty year reunion. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it. 20, that yeah, was yeah, twenty years. Twenty years for all of what? Ten minutes? 15, you know, fifteen minutes. And yeah, but I mean, 
you know, of course, I mean, that's one of the things I actually do like social media because of that, because in my case, I mean, I was all over the freaking world. You yes. know, so it was my way of keeping in touch with you and keeping in touch with Waylon. Absolutely. And, you know, we can, yeah. we can say, look, you know, we used to hang out all the time. We used to see each other every day in the in the halls at the school. And now, I mean, of course, everybody has their lives, you know, as we should. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have families. And Chris, in your case, you're grandkids. Waylon, actually, you know, you've got great kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, I have my kids, like my one, my one grown, my one 10-year-old. And, but we're able to share all that on social media, on Facebook, yes. and on, on Twitter and things like that. And so for us, I mean, we can use it as a positive. And, of course, we can also see the negative, especially during certain tense times. I'll say I yeah, don't want sure. to go into the, you know, the realm of stuff that we don't talk about on the show. Right. <laughs> but Needless um, reasons to argue. Exactly. And yeah. that's and that's one of the things we've also I've also seen with some of the wrestlers on uh, mostly Twitter to be to be honest with you because and that's one thing that could be used as a positive to me it could be a positive or a negative thing when they do have the interaction with the fans. I mean I can say I've been I've been retweeted twice by Chris Jericho just what the past month, Joylin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was retweeted. That's awesome. Yeah, retweeted twice by Chris Jericho. Retweeted by Nia Jax a couple years ago. That's um, right. Yeah. Yep. And I love Nia. She's such a pretty lady. Yeah. I do too. I love Nia Jax. She has and, a great TikTok. Uh, I'll have to go check out her TikTok yeah, now. That she does. She has a great TikTok. And a couple of weeks ago, yeah, it's good. And speaking of TikToks, uh, our show now has a TikTok. I just set it up literally yesterday. And What's so, it called, Steve? It's called the Armchair Booking Podcast at TikTok. Ah! <laughs> I will go follow. Thank you, sir. Thank you, there, big fat, big fat Chris Ahoney, and Dwayne. Absolutely. And here's the funny thing. Hey, Joylin, you, you actually have your personal TikTok and you also have your TikTok you do with your wife. What's the name of that TikTok? Yeah, our TikTok is called uh, Big and Fat because all the kids in the neighborhood and like nieces and nephews and stuff call call my wife Hope. They call her Big Mama and they call me Fat Daddy. So our TikTok is Big and Fat. So you've combined to try and steal my name. Okay. So, so uh, good to hear from you again, Dwaylin. Yeah, I, like, I didn't know you had a TikTok, and then Steve told me what it was, and I started laughing. I'm like, that is so similar to ours. <laughs> and, and see, so now we have big fat, we have big and fat, and then there's me, just fat. Just <laughs> fat. Yeah. It's got to so, be just fat. Yeah, got to be just fat. Just like in that one movie, Mystic River, you know, we have just Ray, you know, that guy. Yeah. No, you can mix up a wrestling. You can mix up a wrestling to be just infatible. <laughs> or maybe just in, just inflatable but, just inflatable <laughs> um but yeah but, but those interactions for me have actually been positive and you know even on a non-wrestling thing my daughter actually got retweeted by Corey feldman at one point cool. yeah and you know that to her i mean just, just absolutely made her day and she still has screenshots of it um well yeah but, yeah and but there's also been negative interactions because who are some of the ones i think it's Randy Orton, no surprise there, really. He's had some interactions with fans where he's got to cussing them out and calling them names. And well, he lives his kayfabe, man. He uh, really does. And yeah. I don't know why. He actually has a TikTok as well. Now, see, now I got to check all these out, Joel. Let's see if we can get them to follow us on TikTok, which means we have uh, to make yeah, videos. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Billy Gunn and his wife follow me, and Matt Stockdale and, and a few others. 
but yeah, I run across those all the time. But yeah, Randy's, it's bipolar Billy to me because, I mean, you'll see him do some great things, but everybody says he really lives his cave up. Hmm. Yeah, because like I follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter and mm-hmm. like you're, you're exactly right. It's like sometimes he's, he's got some amazing stuff on there. And I love when he stands up for. Other he'll wrestlers. do it. Yes, Especially he'll do it, too. He stands up for the, the female wrestlers a lot, but then mm-hmm. he'll do some real suspect stuff when he gets into arguments with the fans and. I've always been told that's that's him doing his K-Fob, that uh, Piper was a lot the same way in the early days. That That's what I've always been told about that. But then there's other ones like Baron Corbin. You remember Dwayne a couple years ago when Baron Corbin, he, had, he was the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase holder. Yeah. And, and then he got into some kind of spat. He, um, and it was not a good one. Yeah, Chris, this one was definitely not a fake interaction. I mean, this was um he got into a beef with a fan on twitter uh but he was doing it it was like he was doing it in character but what he was saying was not authorized yeah yeah he was doing it in character like you said it wasn't authorized but the fan ended up being um military personnel which oh no i didn't know that yeah he ended up i can't remember what branch of the military he was in but yeah the fan the the Twitter beef with ended up being a military personnel <laughs> and, and Baron Corbin didn't know that until later you know he just wow. and so once that once WWE caught wind of it found out it was a member of the military then he got punished and lost his money in the bank briefcase mm-hmm. yeah. yeah because they had him well hey, go ahead Chris I will say this this is partially to blame you can pin a lot of this blame on Vince McMahon himself. Because if you'll remember, they were pushing Twitter handles left and right. WWE, they wanted to jump right on that bandwagon. It was just another way to, how can I put it politely, uh, prostitute out their name. Yeah. They wanted wanted people to know, you know, hey, you know, follow these, check them out. I mean, you would see the Twitter hashtag at the bottom of the screen every Monday night. Yeah, and every that came out had a Twitter handle on the screen. Yes, everything did. They they really jumped on board. But you know, when you do that, you've got what they call trolls. You've got people that just want to set out to get under your skin to make some sort of comment. Mm-hmm. I, if you could get a paycheck, I believe people would be millionaires just from being jerks. And Absolutely. that's what they do. They they feel they're they're they've been entitled to their opinion, and it's the only opinion that matters. So once they start, they're not going to stop. And then Vince, they tried to put a bunch of rules in place. You can do this, you can do that. And then I think Lana was actually breaking a lot of those rules. And uh, uh, that redheaded girl, um, real pretty girl, what's her name? Uh, Becky Lynch? No, 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 no. Uh, the one to come out with Dewdrop. Eva Marie. Yeah. Eva Marie. Um, she went against the grain on every bit of it. She is not trying to wrestle. She's trying to build a brand like the twins did. That's all she's doing. Um, so when you get a lot of people like that going against the grain and they start getting punished behind the scenes, you don't know what's real anymore. Right. Because like I said, the internet is wide open. I mean, I act like a just a blithering idiot and I get paid to do it. 
and I'd do it well because I've done it my entire life. And then people start saying, well, I'll pay you to do it. <laughs> well, bring it on, Scooter. So, you know, it's real easy to, you know, get that mindset of building your own brand because let's face it, wrestling is not forever. You don't see, you're not going to see off in the future these uh, Hall of Famers coming back, like uh, the ones that are currently dying off and, and, you know, getting on up there in age, you know, the Hogan's, the Piper's, the business has changed so much. And in my opinion, um, it has to elevate, um, which you get people doing crazier stuff. And, you know, I just don't think the, uh, the longevity is there. So I think people are looking at other avenues to um, have an afterlife, so to speak. I agree because it's like, it's like wrestling is kind of going the route of professional football. You see in football all the time, guys will get in, they will build their legacy, make their money. And they will get out why they can yeah. still have a Absolutely. good life to live and not be so banged up that they can't even play with their kids. And that and they're offering such crazy money now. It's like, well, yeah. why not get into it for a year? Just like people, you know, some of these guys that took these professional boxing matches against Tyson, you know they're yeah. gonna lose, but do you know what they're making to lose? Exactly. I, I mean, it's it's I free it. money. Oh, I'd take a whooping. I can go. <laughs> You say go three rounds, I can go three seconds, but you know, I'll be, I'll be unconscious. I'll be unconscious exactly. on, on a backboard, but my hand will be out where you can put that check, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're cutting you me know. The check. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. Or just give it to my wife, but just cut the yeah. check. And Chris, you know, since obviously, you know, you're, like I said, you got monetized. Um, mm-hmm. you have, you've had a very successful account on your own and in your son as well because both of you have accounts don't you yes hey it's darren d-a-r-i-o-n is my son he actually has more followers than me um he's a uh like a street dancer a freestyle dancer okay. and he's he's got where i've done like mcdonald's and things like that he's sponsored by bang energy vitali jewelry we get contacted daily it's like hey just shoot a tiktok and use our name or this that the other i, I don't think he's ever going to have to have a real job again wow. so it's 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 going nicely especially for him um hey hey Joel, next time we go down to hop town and see chris you know he's buying us dinner there you go <laughs> I'm, I'm cook i'm telling you right now i'll go to walmart and get three frozen pizzas we'll sit here in my trailer and we'll eat them by God. all right <laughs> i'll tell you what do like the old days we'll go rent what was it we used to go to star video four scum rent, rent yeah. every no we used to rent every wrestlemania we could all that too remember yeah. that yeah. Uh-huh. And we sat there all day long and sat there and watch yeah, <laughs> matches we had seen, but it was just so great to go back and, and watch again. Me, me and Steve used to do that a lot. We can't I watch. Think, For, we can't watch Forrest Gump again, though. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> you, you got to. Yeah, because I've got my magic legs. Yeah, <laughs> but but so it's um. So what do you think about the WWE's policy right now towards the monetization of the social media accounts through third parties? Like like I was saying before about Zelina Vega, when she was doing her was it twitch and then she was she did she have an only fans account she was doing twitch and she was like she was really making more money on twitch than she was making on her contract with wwe and then wow. they, stopped, they stopped all the twitch accounts so she created an only fans account and then they said she was in breach of contract which she really wasn't but they found a loophole to shut it down anyway mm-hmm. and then 
but yeah, she had she was doing really well on Twitch. I, I don't see how they should be able to interfere with that, but they own so much of you when you sign a contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, one of one of my one of my son's sponsors is that way. You can you can have our product in it, but no one else can be touching the product. You can't have any um, adversary products or rival products in the shot or in any part of the video. It's it's crazy. But to me, if you're going to be paying me X amount of peanuts and I can I can fulfill my contractual agreement with you and still make money doing something else, I don't feel that's anybody's business. Now, now I will say OnlyFans, I mean, even the name just gives off a reputation where I could see where WWE would want to distance from that. Uh, But Twitch, really? I mean, it's a gaming. Yeah, that's a gaming format. Well, I know they, they've actually loosened up some because before they were saying you could not use, and I, and I do get this part of it because the names, they actually do have copyrighted because the name is Selena Vega. I mean, that's actually not her real name. Her real name is Thea Trinidad. And, yeah, and I'm sure he owns Selena, the name Selena Vega. And they Vega. own Selena Vega. And then it was when she started using her real name and they said, well, wait a minute, you got famous because of us, so we're still, we still want to collect part of that money. And that's when she said, uh, no. I'm yeah, just, so you're my name. Yeah, and that's when she, she left. And, and she also started using social media, uh, of course, and, and she was kind of putting WWE on blast just, to, you know, kind of indirectly, little subtle jabs at them, you know. Saying, yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah, you know, doing, saying wrestling must unionize now and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then once they rehired her, all of a sudden, all those old tweets like that disappeared. I'm sure that was part of the agreement right there. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that was even in her contract that she had to exactly. all those tweets. In order to sign the new deal, yeah. And, well, I'd have I'd have them saved, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. and, like I, I said, something that taxing on your body is is not forever. No, nope. right. it's just not. You've got to have a backup plan. I mean, all these people getting busted up in professional sports. I've watched people go to the NBA and and break their foot or break their ankle or something. Their career's over, and a lot of them didn't even finish college. They have no nothing to fall back on. And that, that's my argument. And I have I have friends that are like, well, you know, they need to make the, you know, they need to go ahead and make that money now. And I'm like, that money's going to be there if they, even if they, if they stay and finish college, that money's going to be there, regardless. Mm-hmm. And if they stay and finish college, they're also going to stay and finish college sports, and they're going to be that much better and that much more valuable to the NBA when they do graduate. Yeah, so, they want they want that paycheck and they want it now. Yeah, because they take, and that's and listen, it, that's that's fine. Because you got a bunch of kids that grew up with nothing, and yeah. you get ninety million dollars thrown at you. I mean, any of us are going to take it. If somebody somebody showed up at my door with a ninety million dollar contract, I'm signing it. I'm not even going to ask any questions. I've just seen ninety million dollars, so I'm like, okay. I'll put through. Shut, uh, Steve. i'll I'll put the truth out there for you okay i don't make 90 million dollars in all actuality i'm a normal human being and i live in my mobile home out in the middle of the country and i love it this is what's been bestowed upon me by whatever force you believe in and that's fine so in my day job it pays the bills it does what needs to be done and everything i make from everything else like tiktok it goes into a savings account Right now, 
If you're going to be handed $90 million, do what you want, but create your own backup plan. Exactly. Save, save money, buy bonds, do yep. something constructive other than buying tennis shoes or sports cars. Thank you. Have something. Because you get, you get all that stuff is extreme, goes for extremely cheap on the bankruptcy uh, auctions. Sure does. Yep. So, you know, have have that backup plan, have the Carl Malone plan where you own a trucking company, you know, for whenever your career ends. Right. You know, go, go make that money, but put it back. Don't yeah. don't spend everything, you know. So I haven't upgraded nothing. I still live the same life I live. I'm still grounded. I'm still the, the same normal person. You know, until people come screaming at me in public. It's really weird. But like I said, every dime I make, I pull from these accounts and I put them in an account off to the side. And when we decide to go on vacation or we need to upgrade something around the home or whatever, that's what you do. Yeah. Yep. That's so what we to do. me, to me, Selena, if she's getting a paycheck from WWE, that's that's the bill account. That's fine. That's that's how I pay my bills. Twitch account, that would be the rainy day fund right there. I would be stockpiling. Hand me 90 million, see what I do. Yeah. That's a lot of frozen pizzas. <laughs> I can handle. Yeah. I can handle. Uh Dwayne, I feel like I'm I'm hogging all the questions, man. He is. <laughs> he is. Um well, no, he is. Like, I was gonna ask, and this is actually something that just occurred to me, Chris. Ding. Um as we're talking about celebrities going through social media and of course with wrestlers they were the wrestlers first they got the spotlight first through wrestling yes. and then they got on social media and then you yes. have somebody like a logan paul who got famous through social media and now he's getting involved with wrestling you and know, boxing everything and else boxing, that will hand him a paycheck else. right now first of all do you see yourself becoming a wrestler all of a sudden well, you know, Steve, I didn't want to tell this to the general public yet, but no, I'm fat and out of shape. <laughs> so I don't think the world's ready for the great fat Bino, okay? <laughs> uh, but you are a bona fide rock star, Chris. I was. Yes, I was. I've played with some of the greats, or what we some people would consider greats. I don't know. Um, I've gotten to play with uh, Scott Stapp, Saliva. Um, members of Disturbed, uh, oh, wow. uh, Rehab, Save and Able, bunch, bunch of bands, bunch of bands. All right, All right. So I could say, compared to me and Dwaylen, you're famous. Now we're getting there. You know, we're trying. We're getting the word yeah, out there. We are working on it. This is great. I think you will be. And well, what do you think of Logan Paul? I mean, doing that or anybody else for that matter. He found an avenue that worked for him. That he had been doing YouTube. Him and his brother both been doing YouTube and things like that for a long time. Um, and they built a brand off of their names, just like you know a lot of us are doing. Um, I think it's a little eccentric, but if I was his age, I don't, I don't know if I wouldn't be doing the same thing. Be honest. You know, because you have in this game, you have to stay relevant. Your next video has to be at least half as good as your last. Yep. The, the world is finicky. They can lose interest in a heartbeat. Uh, my genre of comedy has bounced around. It started with my kid. Then it got to be, you know, my wife beating me up on a daily basis. 
And then I did a couple of, pardon my language, but I did a couple of fart videos and they pretty much went absolutely viral. Uh, one of them garnered on TikTok alone over 10 million views before it was taken down unfairly. Um, and like I said to you earlier, I was getting comments from other people from other countries. I, it was in other languages. I didn't recognize, I had it translate on every comment just to see what they were saying. And once you make a video go viral for about a month, it goes, evidently it goes to overseas. So you have to stay relevant. And am I discouraged by some of the stuff he's doing? Yeah. Fighting MMA fighters in a boxing ring. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and go to MMA. Let's go, let's go ahead and be realistic because when you find out a lot of it is fake and it's just for a paycheck, it takes the, excitement away from me um his brother yeah. uh that fight with uh what's his name uh mayweather they actually come out and said hey, you know that was fake you know it was just a just a just a work more or less you know it was a heck of a payday but you know people get caught in that fantasy and they talk about how great these guys are and i watched that last fight last weekend and to me and anybody listening can tell him I said it, it was a joke. He had no business boxing that MMA fighter whatsoever. Neither one of them actually won the fight. I think it was just pathetic, but they both got paid unbelievably to do it. Yeah, they really did. You put him in a, in a regular setting with an MMA fighter in an M MMA octagon, he going to get whooped. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm better than him because I would get whooped right there with him. We could both <laughs> we could both attack the same guy at the same time. We both get whooped. So you know, I'm not saying that, but the world's a weird place now, man. I mean, I'm making money off you know farting on people. That tells you how exactly weird this world has become. <laughs> so you know, I, I think whatever's working for him. I think they're going to start seeing through it. I noticed when he was on uh, WWE the other night, it was nothing but booze. Oh, yeah. But you yeah, need, but he, that's a pop. That's a pop, though. You need that. Yeah. So so he's a heel. All right. Well, he's a dang good one because people, I, I, every time they fight, I'm like, I can't wait to see him get whooped. Well, he's never going to because yeah. they're making too much money with him doing this. Yep. And he, and he knows, he knows that people are not liking this. But at the same time, they're spending that money. Exactly. They're going to spend money to see him eventually get beat up is what yes. they're hoping. And the yes. whole time that they're spending money hoping he's going to get beat up, he's just going to keep collecting those checks. He's cashing he that check. Exactly. And he knows, just like you were saying, this is not forever. He's stacking yes. his money, and then he's going to do something else after a while. Yeah, because he started this when he was a teenager. Him and his brother were teenagers. They've been on YouTube for years. Now, I watched, uh, uh, there was a TikTok of some guy. I, I don't know if it was real or not. He quit his job and all this, that, and the other. And he snuck on stage and was talking with one of the Pauls. Not the one that fought Mayweather, but the main one. What's his name? Uh, I can't ever think of the brother's name. Hey, yeah. hey Leighton, what's Logan Paul's brother? Hey, Jake Paul. There you go. Jake, yeah. Whichever one wasn't the one that fought Mayweather was the one the guy snuck on stage and was talking and actually recorded it 
And he was like, telling him, look, I quit my job. I'm a good guy. I want to get into acting. I want to get into this. I'm, I'm active on social media. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, because I can't mentor, mentor you. He said, I need mentors. He said, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. He said, all I can tell you is to stay active on uh, social media and try to catch breaks like I did. You know, it was very sincere. I mean, he, he was coming off a little jerkish, but um, you know, when you get bombarded by a stranger, I can see where your defenses would be up. But right. his, the information he gave was, you know, literally, I, I need mentors. I can't mentor you. I need mentors. He said, I'm literally flying day to day by the seat of my pants. So if that lifestyle works for him, that's fine. You know, but it, uh, it ain't, ain't working. It's working for my kid, not working for me. I'm going to keep the day job. Right. Because this uh, thing can end just like that. Yep. And sure hey, could. At any time. Well, hey, Chris, here's actually something else that happened very recently, like in the past day or so. And, Joel, uh, have you heard about the, the, what happened with Corey Graves? Um, I saw something on Twitter. I saw some stuff going around, but I didn't see the original tweet. But I did see that apparently – was it something where somebody came up to him uh, while he was having dinner? Yes. And uh, he, I think he gave him an earful or something. And then Kevin Nash basically told him, somebody said basically, Kevin Nash was basically telling him how to act like a star. Yes. Uh, well, Kevin, let me see if I can find. Uh, da, da, da. Well. I didn't see the original interaction. I just saw like people had screenshot the. Corey Graves tweet and I saw that and then I saw Kevin Nash's response. Okay, Corey Graves, I just found this tweet. This is from uh yesterday, September 4th. He said, I hate to be that guy, but I will. While we're all usually more than happy to accommodate fans for pictures, etc., it's not cool to walk up to someone's table mid-meal to ask for a picture. Believe it or not, we're still humans too. Thanks for understanding. And that's when Kevin Nash had his um response. And then Corey Graves, he's actually addressed it again. He said, okay, let me put this, let me tell you everything that happened. He said, yes, some fans came up to him, to him and his wife, or actually, well, him and, um, what's her face, Carmella, you know, uh, him, basically they were, they were eating and they came and they were asking for it. He said, the first one, they were cool. He said, you know, I'll, I'll you know, um, I will. He said, yeah, just give me a chance and I'll be happy to. And he said, the third person came up and apparently she copped an attitude with him when he asked that. And that's when he, um, that's why he tweeted it was because of the third person. It wasn't because of the first two, it was because of the third one. And that's what's caused this big storm. Now, Chris, you were telling me today about an interaction you actually had with, you know, one of, it turns out you had a fan all the way in what, Gatlinburg? Yeah, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you tell the story about that one? Because I think it's actually, it's actually pretty cool. I, I thought it was, but I mean, who knows? <laughs> we went to Gatlinburg on vacation. Thank, thank you, TikTok, um, for our anniversary. And, um, of course, walking around the streets, dressed civilian-wise, I guess you could say, and we would have people come up and say, hey, I love your stuff, and, you know, this, that, and the other. And everybody was polite. I, I was really shocked because I figured you're going to get a few in a bunch every now and then. But um, there's a huge outlet down there called uh, – tangler outlet and it's a wonderful place of just it's a village of outlets for name brands like nike uh hell everything you can think of levi under armor all of them yeah I've well, been, i know what you're talking about i've been there before isn't it awesome it is it really is we went to under armor and um 
course, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm not quite as fat as my name, but uh, I'm a I'm a big guy. And I was picking around a table, uh, getting some shirts at Under Armour, and they were completely there was no two X's to be had. So I'm just, of course, I kick into me mode where I'm just picking and, and cutting up and I'm making a joke, but complaining at the same time. I'll put it that way. Right. And so I finally got disgruntled enough to walk away from that table was overlooking it like shoes and stuff. And uh, one of the other employees came over and he said, uh, I, I, I was wearing a TikTok shirt. It says TikTok famous. And the guy said, uh, he said, so are you, are you really famous? I said, well, I, I don't know how to classify that, but I, you know, I've got over 800,000 followers. I said, I, I, someone could say I'm famous. He said, well, what's your handle? What do you, what do you go by? And we had been there for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. You know, I had to shop with your wife. You're going to be there for a while, take a nap. And uh, <laughs> um, I went to say big fat. And before I could get the T's out of big fat, he said, it is him. It's him. Hey, it's, it's really him. And that, of course, created a scene. Well, several employees dropped what they were doing and came over and started talking. And then everybody else started talking. And then I, you know, being caught that off guard, you know, what, what all do you have to say? I was like, I can't believe y'all have me two X's, man. I said, y'all have nothing for, for a fat guy. You have nothing for a fat guy. And he's like, right. let me go check. He runs to the back room. They start coming out with, a, you know, a few shirts, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh, is this the game we're going to play? You got a gray hat back there for daddy? Go look. <laughs> and sure enough, they went and found me a gray hat. And I was just honored. And, and from then on, they really treated me and my wife very graciously. I mean, it was nothing overbearing, but it was, I've never been the cause of starstruckness, I guess is a word. I don't know. <laughs> But it really caught me off guard that pretty much the whole store had to kind of stop and shut down for a minute because me and my wife wanted to buy, you know, some yoga pants and a shirt. <laughs> so since but, then, I figured out we don't travel. When we, when we travel, I just stay a little more quiet. And, right. You know, I, I, I would feel that if I'm sitting here choking down a salad, I would hope somebody would wait till my plate was empty. Uh, and then I would be more than honored to, you know, I'm like kind of like Gabriel Iglesias. If you're going to come up to me, if you think enough of me to come up to me, I'm going to interact with you because, you know, you're, you're, you're enamored with me. That's an honor for me. You know, 30 years from now, I don't know if I'm a George Clooney or anything like that, but as far as right now, if you're going to, if you're going to take the time to come up to me, I've earned that. And in turn, I've earned it because of that person. I'm going to interact. Right. Now, I've been in that same situation where I've met celebrities, but I watch without being creepy, you know, and I wait for an opportunity to just say, hey, I really admire you. I, I really enjoy what you do. Thank you. And if it builds to more than there, if they say thank you so much or whatever, and they turn around, I know that's all that's going to take place. I'm not going to push that any farther. Now, if they want to take a minute and they start talking, I'm going to ask, hey, can I get a picture with you? Or, you know, things like that. And I have been rejected. I, there's certain country music people out there that were just horrible to me in my younger years. 
but there was a lot that that understand that if people are going to take the time to come to you because they admire you give them that you know you ask you you kind of ask for it by placing yourself in in a, a type of spotlight exactly so, that's what i've always thought it's like you it kind of it kind of comes with the job so to speak it does it's it like it really does out there then you're gonna you've got to expect people to like you said if someone's going to if someone respects what you do that much that they want to come up and tell you how much they like your stuff yes. then you have to show them that appreciation because without those people you're I'm not going like yeah when when i was touring uh with the band and stuff we would come off stage i mean you would have bands come off stage and run straight to a bus and then you have to pay 35 dollars to do a meet and greet or this that and the other I got off stage and went straight to the crowd, walked through the crowd and said, come on back here. Let's hang out and take them to my merch table. If they want to buy something, that's great. If they don't, that's fine. Whatever you buy, I'm going to sign. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to sell my product, which is me and my music. Right. Or, or now in the case, me and my TikTok. I'm basically asking people to buy following me, which is free. So, I mean, how can you go wrong? Exactly. So, I mean, you know, if I've got to set myself out there, I have to expect something like that in return. Because as I said before, this will not last forever. And when you flip that switch and you don't have that interaction, people are going to move on to the next one. Yep, absolutely. And, and that, that is exactly how the impression starts of that guy's not a nice guy. Yep. You know, that guy doesn't talk to people. And then people are going to be like, well, I'm not going to waste my time. And just like that, your career and what you're doing is over. Yeah, because if you've got one, if you if you have a bad interaction with that one person, they're going to tell everybody. They're on they Twitter, are. they're on Facebook, they're on TikTok, just like everybody yeah. else. And you know how word of mouth goes. It, it, does, it just takes one person and, to speak. Right. That's it. And now it goes all over the world. It don't just go around town. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's not like the old days where it just got around hop town now it's worldwide yeah yeah and a lot of my a lot of my stuff i do are like prank phone calls uh-huh. you know they're scripted you know i'll, I'll be talking the, the person on the other end of the phone will a lot of times has been myself where i've recorded it and layered it to make it right. be what i exactly what i want but when i'm on live or something everybody's like do a prank phone call like, do you realize how small my town is? <laughs> I went I went to high school and was friends with our mayor. Yeah. yeah. All right. The chief of police grew up at the skating rink I worked at. Yep. He did. I can be found really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I always start- tell him, I, I, I always tell him I say, I can't. Uh, you know, I'm on my phone. I can't go live and, and do a phone call at the same time. Right. Whole time I'm thinking, I do not want be arrested within 10 minutes or before i hang up the phone no no you know small town baby small town yeah well one of the things chris and i can say this to you too jwaylon is i know since i've known both of you gentlemen now for you know the better part of three decades really over three decades i can say you're the two guys that you always hear this description they never met a stranger Mm-hmm. You know, and I can say that about both you guys, because, I mean, I know both of you are very inviting to people. You both are very um, comfortable to talk to and things like that. So 
I would hope that none of us, yeah, I don't know about me. I mean, I'm just kind of a jerk at times, but I'm needy. <laughs> so I'm um, needy. I need to be loved. <laughs> um, but I, you know, this is actually good advice, Chris, and especially for any any aspiring uh, wrestlers out there. Really, if anybody in general, if you're if you're looking to you kind of do something where you get that spotlight, where you get that money for doing the social media, or really any anything that would make you famous. Remember this advice from Chris. If they're coming up to you, that means they admire you. You should actually be nice to them. Yes, because they can kill your career in a minute. Yes. And, and label you at the same time. Uh, takes me back to an old story um, where I met King Kong Bundy. An absolute awesome, nicest guy I ever met in my entire life. I'm not kidding. I come up to him. He, he was sitting down, just finished a match. And I think Dale Wilkes, the Patriot, was wrestling at the time. Now, I worked for a beer distributor uh, at the venue they were wrestling at. And uh, Rikishi's old tag team partner, I was running, I can't remember his name. Is it Fatu? No, Rikishi, he is Fatu. Um, okay, the other one. Samu. Um, Samu. Samu. Yeah. Me and Samu have been drinking. Okay. You know, when I'm, I'm in charge of the beer wagon, so I've got him on the back of my golf cart, which is literally picking up the front of the golf. This man is huge. <laughs> He's huge. Whoop. Steve, you remember the joke about putting her in your pocket? Yes. His wife was that small. <laughs> and stunningly gorgeous. I mean, that little girl was. That's like said, but talk to you like a snack. Right. So we go back over there and I'm like, look, bro. I, I, want to, I want to meet the king. I got to meet Bundy. He's like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, I, 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 I got liquored up to where I'm going to get whatever I want. So we go over there and I, I met him and I got to speak to him and he answered every question I had. And he didn't have to, okay? But he was selling his product. Now, this is after all the limelight and everything TV had to offer. This guy is forced to go out and make this living by selling his own product in independent circuits. And he was so cordial and so nice. And even when I said, before I leave, I said, can I get a picture with you? And he said, I'm, he said, I'm very sorry. He said, but if I do, he said, I will have to charge you $15. And I said, you know what? That's absolutely fine. I'd be honored. So, you know, it takes that kind of interaction. If this guy goes, get away from him, he's pastrami. Right. You know, you're going to walk away and you're going to tell everybody, you know, you know, hey, I got to meet so-and-so. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah. And then exactly. you tell it, 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 it's more fun to tell that story than it is what you got for Christmas that made you happier in the world. It's, yeah. it's more fun to spread neg negativity. I, I don't know why it's subconscious to spread that kind of negative. Yeah, I'll just want you to know he's a jerk. You know, so when you're selling your own product, you're in charge. How much do you want to make? How popular do you want to be? Don't you hear that ding? I made a point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> honest to goodness. I mean, like I said, I've met some really, really classy people that basically played monsters in real, you know, on TV, but were sweet as all get out in real life. So if you want to have that longevity, you have to be open for that. That's why I've always admired Gabriel Iglesias, because he tell you, he says in every stand-up, 
if I see, if you see me in public, you holler for me. I will stop what I'm doing. And I'm telling you guys, he does. He really does. Yeah, because, because he, knows, he understands that without the fans, without those, like we said, without those interactions, he doesn't have a career. Exactly. And that that's so much of a flash in the pan business, just like it all is now. So to an extent, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, you almost want to jump in and make that money now because once it shuts off, yeah. you know, the, the music business is the same way. I mean, something could be, I mean, hair metal was huge until grunge came out. Yep. And like, okay. like a light switch, you went from playing arenas to bars. Yep. And it, it, it wasn't even in your control. So, you know, it's your, your life and your future is all what you make it. You know, nobody hear that thing again. <laughs> I'm making some points there. Um, He's on a roll. <laughs> I don't know if somebody's messaging me or something. <laughs> so honestly, I mean, to make it in any business, Matt Stockdale, uh, Big Country, the wrestler, um, we talk all the time. And I even, you know, I'll throw pointers at him every now and then. And he's throwing me plenty. You know, because he's he's in that business. You have to sell yourself. And he is a great guy. I mean, he sent me swag, which his intentions were for me to wear it in my videos. And I did, of course, you know, and I want one of y'all shirts. I want to wear, you know, your shirts and my vids, you know, because it's all about helping each other. Right. You know, and I can't wait for y'all to get mad on there. Matt's a good guy. Matt's huge. Yeah, that's what uh, uh, I sent him. A, that, I sent him a message, Chris, just waiting for him to respond. I mean, I know he's a busy man, so um, yeah, I would love to have him on. And actually, I've actually looked at some of the a little bit of his background as, as much as what I can on Facebook. I haven't actually searched him on YouTube yet, but I'm pretty sure there's something yeah. out there about him. And I wonder if there's another podcast called the Slop Drop Wrestling Podcast. They are based roughly out of you know close to Springfield, Missouri, mm -hmm. and so I wonder if they they might have actually heard of him as well oh. um you know so but yeah that, that actually sounds like something i think it'd be a fun time what do you think well yeah i think so I, i'm looking forward to it myself yeah, he's a good dude man he really is he took to us and he he would send me gift packs because a lot of my first videos were about donuts and about red i'd make red bull videos where i act crazy on red bull you know kind of like it's a drop an ass or something crazy you know and uh, she would send me gift packs. I'd, I'd get a box and FedEx open up and be like two packages of, of bags of donuts and some Red Bulls. And, you know, what, what a great guy. I mean, he took to us and we took to him. He comes in every live. I, and when I do a live, he comes in every one of them. And we'll chat for a little while. Uh, great guy. If anybody gets to see a chance to see Big Country wrestle, you ought to do it. Because I'm telling you, he's a behemoth. All right, I'll have, to do it. I'll have to have him actually contact the people down here in Cincinnati and see if he can come down here for at least a, a one-shot deal. Yeah, because that'd be great. Uh, but anyway, so Chris, this has been absolutely fun, dude. Man, we, we appreciate you coming on. And as far as, uh, are you only on TikTok as, as Big Fat or do you have other platforms you're on as well? We have other platforms. I am Big Fat on News Clapper or known as Clapper. I'm verified on there. Um, Chris Big Fat Ahonan on Instagram. Uh, YouTube is called Darian and Big Fat, which is D-A-R-I-O-N space Big Fat with two G's and two T's. Um, those platforms are building. Uh, TikTok is just, it's kind of a, a phenom right now that 
it's dominating everything. So that's where I've amassed the most followers. Um, so, but they're slowly starting to graduate or gravitate to the other platforms that, and I like finding new people as well. So, um, look for me, look for the big fat two G's, two T's. I'm, I'm a big guy, kind of hard to miss. <laughs> kind of sound like Jeff Jarrett, B I double G F A double T. You know, he wrestled, they, he come down and did a show in Clarksville not too long ago. Really? Oh, did he? Yeah, been about a year or two ago. Um, him, uh, they they had a thing where they were coming to Clarksville pretty regularly. And uh, my little adopted brother got to meet uh, Double J. And I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, pretty well-known guy. He's a former vet. Um, I can't think of his name. Was it Road yeah. Dog? No. Oh, Lord, no. I'd have known that in a heartbeat. Um, Crimson. Crimson. Oh yeah, okay. I remember Crimson. him from DNA. Yeah, Crimson is a big dude. I, when I met him, uh, we did a we we played a gig, and he showed up at one of our shows, and uh, he was standing in front of the door, the doorway into O'Connor's, and you couldn't see the door. A big, <laughs> a big guy. I'm not talking fat either. I'm talking big dude. And he yeah. was just as tickled to meet me as I was him. So that's awesome. Oh, there we go. Um, hey, Jwaylen, do you have anything else for Chris? No, no. It's been great talking to you, Chris. So. Fine. Be that way, Dwaylen. <laughs> 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 Guys, it's been so nice to to talk. I mean, I'm sure your show's only so long, but I, we could talk for hours. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that, and that's why I, I looked enough like – well, because the platform I'm on, actually, they do have a limit. So I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and get this. But we would definitely have to schedule something else. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, girls, I mean, you've added a lot. I mean, and you've been a great, great person as far as having the insight of this and, and having basically the subject knowledge. Because, and that's yeah. always good, you know. Yes. And, and plus, not just about the social media, about all the other things you're talking about as well. And I think our audience will definitely appreciate it. And hopefully, you know, we can get even more people to yours and then hopefully we can get all your people to come to ours i mean and i mean all of them absolutely yeah. <laughs> so. absolutely we'll, we'll have to make an agreement though next time if we get together again you have to let dwaylon talk more yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh sometimes it, it just it just be like that sometimes so it just yeah. just be that, just bees that way yeah so but but all right dude we will talk at you later man all right god bless absolutely god bless y'all god bless